BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Monday, February 7th, wherever and however you have chosen to connect. Great to have you with us early in the week. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who is hoping to one day have his name chanted by the Rock Student section, Jerem Jordan. I'm okay if it doesn't happen, you know, uh, but Joe Few got that. That's Mark Few's son. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm told he had some choice words for the Rock at the very end there. He he wasn't, uh, I guess, happy. I don't know why not. They're just having some fun with it down like 30. You got to find so, something to engage in if your team is down by 30. One game suspension, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> oh, someday it's going to happen. Maybe it'll be BYU's next home game. Jerem yeah, my, Jordan. Yeah, my yeah, my dad was a carpet cleaner growing up, so that's no one was chanting my name to come in and uh, back it. <laughs> so, oh, it's all good, man. It's all good. You deserve it. You deserve, I deserve a you it. deserve a name chant. At least in a BYU volleyball match. Yeah, I don't want it. Okay. Thank you, though. I love you. Hey. Oh, <laughs> I'm good. Here's your show lineup. What in the world has gone wrong with BYU basketball over the last two weeks? Ah! Oh, no! It's a loaded question we'll discuss. And has the last two weeks set the Cougars on a path to not make the NCAA tournament when it seemed like a foregone conclusion they would? Are they going to get in the big dance? We'll ask Mark Durant and his Pez collection what he thinks and what they think. Plus, Jeff Judkins on a comeback win We're for the ages. The Maybe not. <laughs> Jeff Judkins on a comeback win for the ages at Gonzaga by BYU women's basketball. Paisley Harding stitches in her cheek. It was awesome. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's hoops just barely lost to number two Gonzaga, 90-57. to 57. Yeah. Came down to the wire. Chet Holmgren, a.k.a. McLovin, had 20 points, 17 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 blocks, and a fake ID. Gideon George led the Cougars with 14. Joe Lenardi of Espen mm-hmm. has BYU as the third-to-last team in as of yesterday. Still in! Yay! All right. Okay. Uh, fun fact, BYU shot the ball 10 more times than Gonzaga. That's what happens when you... you and, and lost by 33. Yeah. <laughs> Efficiency. If only shot attempts were wins. On to better things, like BYU women's basketball snapping Gonzaga's seven-game winning streak with an epic comeback 62-50 victory in the kennel. BYU outscored the Zags in the second half 42-15. They were down 15 and a half and won by 12. Paisley Harding, 22 points, 8 of 12 shooting with the four rebounds. A few stitches in her cheek, didn't matter, pumped her up. The win now gives the Cougars the game-and-a-half lead on the Bulldogs. In sole possession of first place with six games remaining on the schedule, BYU tips off this Thursday against Pepperdine at the Marriott Center live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. I want to see the stitches, like a photo. Like, that's crazy. That's insane, man. Number nine men's volleyball split the weekend with Ball State, winning in a reverse sweep on Friday to win in 5-15-11. It was crazy. Then losing in four on Saturday. Pona Brown, big impact off the bench Friday and set Three was really good Saturday as well. 30 kills in seven sets for the sophomore transfer from Stanford. Cougars host UC San Diego Friday and Saturday this week. BYU Women's Gymnastics, number 18 team in the country, taking care of business against MRGC foe Boise State with a dual meet victory this past weekend. 
fueled by eight career-high scores from a very young Cougars team, new-look team from last year, and they compiled the second-highest team score of the season, a 196.7, really good. Sadie Miner Van Tassel had another exceptional day. She wins the all-around. The Cougars will rematch with the Broncos in Boise this Saturday. Road scores matter a lot when you are compiling your national qualifying score. It's a big one this weekend for the Cougars. It's a quad one road meet. It really is. I wish they did it like that. Track and field uh, did some work at Columbia and Washington State. Pole vaulter Zach McWhorter broke the Armory facility record with a 595-meter uh, uh, vault. He's incredible, man. Uh, Adobe Tabugbo. And Tay Raymond and Kate Thomas also had personal bests in the 200 in Spokane. So we didn't beat Gonzaga, but gosh dang it, in Spokane, uh, you know, the track and field team did work. So congratulations. Yeah. So, hey, track and field and women's basketball taking care of business Let's in go. Spokane. Every day! Shout out to BYU Women's Tennis kicking off their 2022 schedule with a dominant 7-0 team sweep over... Dixie State, soon to be Utah Tech University. The Cougars held the Trailblazers scoreless in eight different matches. BYU will compete in a doubleheader against Weber State and Fresno State coming up this weekend. And women's golf begins the spring season today at Tejas State. In the fall, the Cougars finished top three and three of the four. All rise and shout. It is time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The path back for BYU basketball. It's out there. Can the Cougars find their way to it? Jerem, I can't Hopefully. believe I have to ask you this question because two weeks ago. We have five hours to fill. Go ahead. Two weeks ago, BYU was pacing to be a single-digit Seven or eight seed, mm -hmm. finished second in the West Coast Conference. Yep. They were going to get in the tournament. Nobody was thinking twice about it. Yep. Now here we are. You're one of the last four teams in. Mm -hmm. BYU's lost four straight. Yep. Will BYU men's basketball make the NCAA tournament in 2022? I hope so. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> been that the last two weeks. Good gosh. It was it was a week and a half ago. We were like, dude, BYU's gonna win at Santa Clara and Pacific, be in the top twenty-five next week. That's great. Yeah. Something happened, right? And uh BYU's broken. Um, they're broken in the locker room, on the court. They've gotta mend that. They gotta figure that out. Now, if they do, it's a great story and, and it's gonna be awesome. And they're certainly capable of it. This isn't a commentary on capability. I'm not going to tell someone what they can or can't do. I'm just going to say what I think is going to happen of the on-court product, right? Um, okay, five games left, two against LMU and Pepperdine, St. Mary's, two against LMU and Pepperdine. you got to win four of those five. That's the good news. You played the, the bottom news. two teams yes. in conference yes. twice each. Now, the bad news is BYU is the sixth team in the league right now. BYU is part of the bottom five, which is insane. What? Um, but, like, the majority of the tough games are over, right? But I would argue that when you lose at Pacific, that you can lose to LMU and Pepperdine. So there are five games that BYU's probably got to win. Now, here's what's nuts, okay? If you look at BYU's resume, they have nine quad one and quad two wins. I think we'd, we'd kill for that in years prior. BYU's made the NCAA tournament with fewer before. BYU has a winning record in quad one games. It's crazy. Um, and, and things are going really well in that department, but the way BYU's trending is the fear, right? The way BYU's trending is that they won't make the NCAA tournament and that they won't be a top four seed going into Vegas. 
So you would actually play on Friday for the first time, question mark, yep. in WCC history? Yes, they've never finished below third place in league. He's never even been fourth? Wow. Um, even even the t- Wait, even the team that, <laughs> yeah, crazy, lost San Diego two years ago or whatever, three years ago? Yeah, it's it's not going well. Will BYU make it? I don't know if they will. I They certainly can. They also certainly could not, uh, which is the scary part. So you, you need to win four of those five. You probably need to beat St. Mary's, and then hopefully you can win a semifinal. Now, the fear is that you get on Gonzaga's side of the bracket and that there's no way you win a semifinal in Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, if, if BYU can be on the other side and play a St. Mary's or a San Francisco and, and figure it out. Like, if BYU wins all five, plays a San Francisco or St. Mary's in some ways, get to, to Tuesday night, I believe they'll be in. I believe they'll be in at that point. But that feels like it's asking a lot, given what we've seen the last two weeks. Like, this stock is plummeting, so it's hard to be like, yeah, it'll go back up, but hopefully it will. The problem is the four games combined against Pepperdine and LMU will not do anything to really help BYU and their metrics. If anything, it'll hurt them a little bit because those teams – are so low in the net rankings and the Kempom ratings. But it will give BYU, if they just take care of business against teams they should beat, nine wins in conference, and then it all comes down to what happens at St. Mary's. If BYU can figure something out and rediscover fun, and we all know that fun means winning. (laughs) There's also a joy to a way you can play, right? It's not just like grind it out and you won and you're happy. It's like, you, 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 the process needs to be fun, too. Yeah. And it is not fun. The process is not fun. Losing is not fun. If yeah. BYU can rediscover that early mojo. They were a mm-hmm. defensive-minded team. They rebounded. They out-hustled teams. They just beat you up and found ways to win. BYU can rediscover that and win in Moraga. Then I feel like that's the key because that's another quad one win. If you win on the road against a top 25 net team, St. Mary's going to be knocking on the door of the top 25 AP poll. They're already like a top 25 net team. You beat them, then I feel like you are in business. Here's the thing. Will BYU do that? Like, given the way BYU's played the last two weeks, it's got to be a different version of BYU. They've got to figure out offensively what kind of adjustments they need to make. BYU – Scored sub-60 twice this week. Defense is broken. That's where BYU buttered its basketball bread. Alliteration, Greg Rubel. just yikes. Yeah. I'm more concerned about off the court than on because on sometimes just you just have a bad day. But there's certainly something happened off. Um, best locker room in America has got to mend itself, and uh, let's go. Now, BYU's in right now, Spence, which is great, but, like, they're going to be out quick. If they don't fix this, right? That's what's amazing. They have lost four games in a row, including two in a row at home, and to Santa Clara and to the eighth-place team, Pacific, which is just inexplicable, but it happened, and they're still in. Their resume was so good that they could afford this four-game losing streak and still be deemed worthy to be in the field. Wild. Yes, but but it doesn't mean, uh, you know, Lenardi is the number one guy for sure. But that means if they if they had selection Monday today, that maybe BYU is out. No, maybe and, they're barely in. And the right? committee That's with the human scary. element, yeah. they care a lot about how are you playing right they should. now. You should. Are like, you going to be a good product if we put you in the NCAA tournament? You deserve it, yeah. Well, so, yeah, that that's a different question to me. But, y- yes. So, it, it's scary right now, honestly. Staring at the standings of the WCC is just 
mind-boggling. Sixth place. BYU is in sixth place. BYU is 5-5 in league. Now, the good news on that is that you've played San Francisco twice already. You've played Gonzaga twice already. BYU's playing uh, at St. Mary's and and then 9-10 LMU and Pepperdine. There is a a, a path here for BYU to take. It just doesn't feel like – It feels feels very, very difficult. It feels – Feels difficult. Absolutely. I got the Paisley Harding photo, by the way. From of the mom. stitches. She's watching right now. Let's go. Yep. yep. She's, okay. Stephanie, her mother, said, Paisley said we could use it. So viewer <laughs> discretion advice, we'll, we'll try and get that in the show later. If not, I'll just hold up my laptop. Okay. But we're going to try and get it to our production team and get it in. It's on her left cheek, and it's right here. And <laughs> it's like four or five. That's gnarly. The men. Wow. The men need some of that Paisley Harding toughness. Can they find the mental toughness that BYU women's basketball displayed after they went through a really tough loss at Portland? They show up and then take care of business against the Gonzaga team that saw blood in the water. That, Mar- that is mental toughness. St. Mary's ranked 22nd right now. That's hey, just they're, in. They're ranked. They're, they're ranked. ranked. They're where BYU would have been had it taken care of business, yes. but they didn't, Spence. Will BYU make ah! the NCAA tournament? Frustrated, man. Jeez. They probably have to have, to feel secure, at least one more quad one win, and that clearly happens at St. Mary's. If BYU does that, they win the final five, yeah. Yeah. they will finish in the top four of league because Santa but, Clara and San Francisco and St. Mary's, like there are going to be a bunch of other losses by the teams ahead of BYU because they've got to play Gonzaga once, sometimes twice, depending on which schedule it is. Yeah. So there will be opportunity for BYU to move up if they can just beat St. Mary's. Okay, shall we get to the resume update, Jerem? Yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah, let's go. The latest net rankings for BYU basketball in Monday's resume update have the Cougars at number 45. 45. They were down from 37. Yikes. That's it. 45 feels bubblicious. Ken Palm, 45. Bracketology, they are clearly on the bubble because they're one of the last four teams in and would be playing in Dayton. We like the 11 seed. <laughs> That's about every only thing we like. Team rankings is only giving BYU a 26.6% chance of making the tournament. Okay, let's talk about something with seeding. If BYU is not the two or the three, chances are they're not going to make the NCAA tournament because you're going to meet Gonzaga in some way. Even if you win at St. Mary's? It'll be tough. Like, like maybe, maybe. See, I feel like the win at St. Mary's, yeah. Allows BYU to hey win on Look, Saturday if you're in the if you're playing on a Saturday game. If you're then, a four you, or five or six, if BYU's a six, they ain't making the tourney probably, right? No, if they're if they're if BYU, a four. If BYU's a five, they might might not make the tourney. Yeah. <laughs> Finish fourth place, win at St. Mary's, and then you can lose to Gonzaga in semifinals. Whatever. Yeah, that's that'd whatever. be fine. I I would like to get one more little win there I in know. the semis, right? So be the be the three seed somehow. Somehow get to the three. And here's the thing. San Francisco and St. Mary's, they have a bunch of losses still. They have St. Mary's has two with Gonzaga, still hosts San Francisco, who they miraculously came back and won down 23, by the way. They have seven games left, okay? San Francisco at Santa Clara at St. Mary's, home Gonzaga. They have losses there. Yes. They have losses there. Be the three seed. That's the goal right now. Be the three seed. That feels like the absolute ceiling. It's going to take a miracle. <laughs> going to take five wins. For sure, and yep. some other losses. Our question of the day, do you believe BYU men's basketball will make the NCAA tournament? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Bryce and Denny answers on Instagram. 
I think if BYU can win the rest of the games this regular season and get to the championship game in the WCC tournament. Yeah. No, no, no. They If that happens, they are in. Absolutely. They are Absolutely. in, like no question. But he it, says there is no margin for error. BYU needs wins. Go Cougars. Like, there's, I just don't see the path that BYU can get to better than fourth place in the final regular season standings. Here's the thing. If the league... If the league, because not every game will be made up and they go to Ken Palm win percentage, okay. then we won't know how Fair BYU point. can get to Fair that. Fair point. Team. We won't understand how. What, how will the metrics affect where just BYU finishes? Five. You just have to win the final win five. five. Just win the final five. Oof. Let's go. Coming up, is Dax Milne a revolutionary? <laughs> of course he is. And Mark Durant tells us what adjustments there have to be for BYU basketball to go on a five-game winning streak and end on a high. This is BYU Sports Nation. The Washington Joker. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow night, BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is on the BYU TV app at 8.30 Eastern. As the coach discusses last week, looks at to LMU and Pepperdine this week. And Tijon Lucas is deep blue. Let's go. We are live in Studio B on a Monday with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside Jerem Jordan. It is always a great day when we can invite our good friend Mark Durant, former BYU basketball player, current BYU basketball radio analyst, on the show so that we can discuss Cougar hoops. Even when it hasn't been great, Mark, uh, how are you on this Monday after a rough weekend for the Cougars on the hard court? Well, Mondays are always tough, uh, at least for me. And then after the, the tough basketball I've watched the last couple of weeks, it's even harder. But being on with my two buddies, Spencer and Jerem, who I love, makes me happy this Monday morning. <laughs> and by the way, Jerem, uh, I watched the volleyball game the other night against Ball State. I think it was Friday where they came back and won that game. And uh, I just thought you were fantastic, man. It was just oh, thank you. pure enjoyment watching that. You do a great, great job. Spencer, I don't have anything specific to compliment you on. <laughs> you're, you're a good-looking man. You're good-looking. Thanks, brother. Agreed. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's really nice. Um, <laughs> you didn't watch Saturday for obvious reasons. You were busy with basketball, but uh, all good. Okay, I so was busy, and it looks like it, that was a good decision after all. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Joey <laughs> lost in four. Okay, let's let's talk about our question of the day, and we discussed it. And what's trending is. Do you believe BYU will make the NCAA tournament? Obviously, it's still in, according to Lenardi, just barely. But it's not trending well. Yeah, I mean, that's the story of my life, not trending well. Um, <laughs> listen, I think absolutely they can. Clearly, it's going to depend on what they do the next three weeks. Uh, if they take care of business like I think they should, uh, against LMU and Pepperdine, they'll have four wins there, and obviously those aren't take you don't take those for granted at this point. I mean, you could lose to anybody uh, in the conference. BYU's proven that, but let's just assume that they do take care of business there. And the the big game obviously will be St. Mary's. Uh, the one game BYU's looked really good in conference has been St. Mary's. I know it was at home, but uh, I think they can play with with the Gales. And to me, if uh, you would win your last five regular season games, one of those being St. Mary's, who would likely at this point be second in the conference and will be in the tournament, um, if you can say, well, we swept that team, I think that would be a good case for you uh, 
to get in the tournament. Now, obviously, you have to throw in the, the conference tournament. If BYU is playing Friday or Saturday and lose that game or games, or I guess you just lose one game in the tournament, uh, that would hurt you, obviously. I think if you get to the semis on Monday with a five-game winning streak uh, after at the, to end conference, I think uh, BYU will probably be in. I mean, they were in for so long, I think people got used to that idea. And BYU is trying to dissuade them at this point, unfortunately. But I think I think there's still a lot enough time and enough games to kind of get right again with people's minds. But all that said, I mean that's a that's a tall bar because this team's not playing well, and things will have to change and they'll have to find something in order to do that. But there's a clear path, I think, for me for them to do it. I think they will, uh, knowing the coaching staff like I do and these players like I do. My view is I fully expect them to to figure it out and uh, figure out a way to, to, to win those games and, and get in the tournament. I, that's that's their goal, and I think that it's a team that can accomplish it. Mark, almost unbelievably, BYU is currently sixth place in the West Coast Conference standings. Two weeks ago, we would have laughed at the notion of BYU being in sixth place, yet here we are. You just mentioned BYU getting to – the Monday semifinal in the conference tournament in Vegas. In your mind, if BYU, let's say, does win five games and they close out on a five-game win streak, do you feel like they'd be in a position to have a bye to those semifinals, or do you feel like the Cougars are going to have to earn their way in regardless? Uh, right now, it looks to me like they're they're going to they're going to be playing at least Saturday. I mean, the, the goal is to, to not be playing Friday at this point. I mean, realistically speaking, but of course it depends on what St. Mary's does and, and, and San Francisco. They don't seem to slip up a lot. I mean, uh, on against the Pacifics and the Pepperdines and the Portlands of the world. I mean, Portland gave San Francisco a tough fight the other night, missed a free throw to tie it right at the end. Uh, but uh, it's going to be hard to catch back up, I think, with those teams because they just, they're just they just not going to lose a lot. Obviously, they'll lose their games to Gonzaga, I would think. Um, but with that said, the conference is very good. You know, Santa Clara is a is a force to be dealt with. There's, there's good teams that can knock you off. But uh, I, I think even with a five-game winning streak, it'll be hard to get to that double buy, that triple buy into to Monday. But And then, I mean, you're playing – whether you play Friday or Saturday, you're playing a really good team that you've already struggled with, likely, and it's not going to be easy to get past them. So, I mean, BYU's got a, ro a tough road ahead of them. It'd be gnarly if BYU slid to Friday. I mean, it just it just be crazy out of the top four. That'd be crazy. Hopefully, BYU's top four. They're playing Saturday. You play one game. You're into a semifinal, and then you have a probably quad one game against San Francisco or St. Mary's. You would hope, but if BYU is on the Gonzaga side of the bracket, ugh, that's not good. So, um, let's talk about the next uh, five weeks, as you mentioned. LMU and Pepperdine twice, home and road, and then, uh, you know, St. Mary's on the road. Obviously, you got to win that game, but do you feel like BYU um, has the urgency to avoid another Pacific, which was a quad four loss? That would kill the Cougs. Yeah, it would kill them. This discussion would be moved at that point, I think, to have another one of those losses. So, everything depends on winning those games. And here's the thing. If you think LMU or Pepperdine is the least bit scared of BYU right now, you're crazy. I mean, this is they're thinking, oh boy, these guys are hurting. We got them. Pepperdine just beat Pacific, uh, you know, uh, and 
this is this is their chance to get a nice little win, and they think they really believe they can beat BYU. So, and I, and BYU uh, conversely is a team. Talk about trends is is a team with real struggles confidence wise right now. I mean, it's clear that you've got some issues individually and as a team. Uh, and, and to go on the road, even though they're quad four teams, uh, to, and expect to just win. That's not where we're at right now, right? I mean, you you better figure some things out in these next couple of days, and and kind of get some try to get some of that confidence back, and figure out uh, how you're going to approach the rest of this season. Come up with a good game plan because what you're doing is not working. Those, I mean, I'm I'm scared to death of those games, and I and I hope the players are scared to death too. Is a fine line being confident that you're going to win. I was always afraid of losing. I was so afraid of losing that it motivated me to win. And I hope those guys don't think that they can just go in and expect to win against these teams because they're coming for them. They're good enough to beat you. And with the way you're playing, they can beat you. So you better you better have a healthy dose of fear to help motivate you to make sure you're playing your best and get those critical wins. BYU basketball analyst and former BYU basketball player Mark Duran is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's get pinpoint accurate with this thing. Where's the biggest issue? Where does BYU need to make an adjustment in the style of play so that they can right the ship and start winning again, a.k.a. having fun again? Well, I mean, if I if I could do that, uh, I'd be making a lot more money coaching somewhere. <laughs> uh, but I can give you my thoughts, obviously. And with all this, with what all, all I say, I have complete confidence in uh, Coach Pope and Coach Burgess and Coach Figger and Coach Robinson. I mean, I, th- listen, they're figuring this out. They're they know the problems better than I do. But clearly, teams are figuring out what BYU wants to do offensively. They're not particularly potent offensive team to begin with. Teams are taking away Alex Barcelo. Uh, they, the BYU runs that weave or the high, the, the, the post comes and sets a high screen. They switch, they double. Their main goal is Alex Barcelo will not get good looks. He will not beat us. Everyone else on the team, what do you got? Can you beat us? Because we're taking away Alex Barcelo. So I think what I'd like to see is BYU take a different approach offensively, try to work from the inside out rather than run the perimeter and try and attack to the inside from the perimeter. Try to get uh, uh, Husini a lot more touches. Try and work the offense through him. I think he's he's taking a step back, but he's a tremendous player. He's a good passer. Get the ball in the paint, even if it's off the dribble. Get the ball in the paint and don't force it. Just touch the paint with your feet. Get a good jump stop. Kick it back out to the perimeter. That will help Alex. Uh, Teams will have to help defensively. They'll have to collapse, and Alex will be able to get some shots. So I think you need to take a new approach, whether it's that approach or something else. Something needs to change with your offensive schemes because teams know it too well, and they're taking away Alex Barcelo. Uh, and other guys, when when Alex is out of the, of the game, like a guy like Gideon George the other night against Gonzaga had a nice game because of what they were doing to Alex, left Gideon open. Uh, the, and Fusini has to play better to be, you have to get points in the paint. So there's a lot of things, but I think you need to change some things offensively. 
to be able to take team because they know what you're doing now. So you have to do something different or you're going, they're going to stop you because they're just too good, too good of coaches and they'll figure you out. So you have to make changes consistently. Uh, the other thing, I don't think you have to make a change, but this team to me was a defensive team all year long and that's what got them wins. They've taken a step back defensively. I don't know what that is uh, specifically. Obviously, if you play Gonzaga, you're going to get beat. But you don't have to get beat the way BYU got beat. I think BYU could have put a much better effort defensively and at least put up some resistance, right, against that. And I don't think they did a good job with that. And also, their rebounding hasn't been as good. Uh, and so there's, there's some things that they are really good at that they're just not doing well right now. And I think they need to refocus and get better at that. So, listen, there's a laundry list. They're going through it right now. It's miserable in practice, but uh, I think if you can address some of these issues, you, you get right back where you need to be. Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation. Mark, before we let you go, um, do you have any other compliments you'd like to offer to Jerem? Because, uh, you know, it's a Monday. It's tough. BYU's lost four in a row. So uh, let's let's put in some good words for our good friend, shall that, we? That was enough. Listen. <laughs> I love Jerem Jordan so much, and he is the nicest guy. Listen, but I've got a 13-year-old daughter, and she she loves both of you, mm. and you're always so kind, and you're just good people, and BYU Nation is so lucky to have you in everything that you do, and you do it the right way, you do it professionally, and you do it with great kindness, and you're the best people, and I love it. So uh, I can't say enough good things about you. You can't cut me off, Jerem. No, no, I'm gonna I'm keep talking about fishing. Jared. Oh, Spencer coming. was fishing. I'm reeling it in. I love you, Jared. <laughs> Spencer, you're not. You're like Hiram. You're not one whit behind him. Oh my gosh, <laughs> not one whit. I, I love it. Mark, uh, we're going to send you a Pez dispenser. We'll find something that you don't at have. Least, at least three. And we'll get you something into your collection that you don't have already. Thank you for the time, my friend. I got them right here. Let's They're go. Right there, the oh, it's amazing. Yeah, baby. It's amazing. <laughs> Good vibes on a Monday. We Man. need it for sure. And uh, we look forward to BYU hopefully turning this thing around. Thanks, Mark. Hey, guys. Thanks a lot. Take it easy. Go Cougars. Mark Duran on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> that pe- just, that pest is one wit behind you. I'm one wit behind you. I disagree. We're even. Uh, not in double down picks, that's for sure. But my father-in-law, uh, Rob Kraft, not the owner of the Patriots. Man, that would I might not have this job if he was the owner of the Patriots. But uh, he's got an impressive Pez uh, display as well. I'll have to compare to Mark's because Mark's is like, he has stuff on the floor. It's like, let's get him some more shelves. That's unbelievable. You know what I mean? How long did it take to compile that best Years. collection? M- months and months. Of- <laughs> Coming up, Jeff Judkins on the amazing comeback at Gonzaga. And Taysom Hill's going to have a new head coach in New Orleans. Does that mean Taysom might start as a quarterback next season? Or will it's he us. even? Or will he not? This is BYU Sports Nation. John Payton loved him some Taysom. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk. Enabling global trade for a growing world. Yo, women's hoops back in action Thursday night, taking on Pepperdine. No one says it like that. Sorry, George. Pepperdine's a man. Uh, 9 Eastern, BYT, and the app Thursday night. George Pepperdine. <laughs> Let's throw it back to a radio broadcast. Pepperdine. Pepperdine. Yes. That, my dad said, nice show and interview. Dad, the show is an hour. We're only 35 minutes in. <laughs> I appreciate the comment. 
It's still going. We're he, in the third he saw, quarter. He heard Mark Durant complimenting you, and he wanted to join. Well, I always assume he's dipping out. He's like, I got to go now. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. He is the much-complimented <laughs> Jerem Jordan. Yeah, enough of this. What I, I'm Spencer Linton. This show. is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get great content throughout the day, you can follow us on the major social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. You know what to do. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company, enabling global trade for a growing world. Taysom Hill posted a thank you to uh, former head coach Sean Payton, and that his surgery was a success. Do you expect Hill to start some point next year at quarterback for the Saints? Because his stepdad, Sean Payton, is not there to <laughs> give him time, like Mark View did with Joe. At best, I think a spot start is probably what Taysom Hill will Who's their quarterback going to be? Jameis Winston. <laughs> He's coming home. <laughs> I, I, I mean, until... But that says he's still watching, by the way. Until Jameis <laughs> is not the quarterback, and he was there, he's probably the yeah. slated starter. I, I right? want Jameis to go to the Bucks to go back. Go back. That's what I mean. Or replace Tom Brady. Now, yeah, if, yeah. Yeah, if Taysom Hill doesn't have some significant competition there, maybe. But I, I see, like, maybe one or two starts in place of an injured starter. Will the next guy love Taysom like Sean did? There's no way. But maybe they give Taysom some love. That'd be nice. The Saints need to hire Eric Bieniemy. Okay, conversation for another day. Yeah. This tweet over the weekend from Brian Buss yeah. at 86 WI Coog, longtime watcher and listener of the show. Hey, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, remember just a couple of weeks back, the BYUSN question of the day about taking a guaranteed eight seed for the men or to play out the season? I want to change my answer. <laughs> we do too. <laughs> the majority, we take it right now. How many people said, this is the dumbest question ever? Was it? Well, how many were there? One? Was it? Jerem, are you like Brian? Do you want to change your yeah. answer? Yeah, I'd take it right now. To get Guaranteed eight seed? Yeah. Yeah, we all would. Come yeah. on. Because BYU's like an 11 in Dayton or something right now, probably. Yeah. Zach Wilson and Dax Milne record side Saturday with Dax rocking his BYU Letterman's jacket. Should Letterman jackets make a comeback? Yes. I love Letterman's jackets. I wear a pseudo Letterman's jacket, BYU. Oh, do you? Yeah. Even though I didn't letter as an athlete at BYU. It's 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 you an letter as a broadcaster. It's an ode to BYU Letterman's jacket. I wouldn't have even gotten an academic letter. Good gosh. <laughs> uh Davide, I like the look. Davide Gardini wore one in yeah. a couple weeks ago. That was cool. Yeah, they should make a comeback. Let's, Let's do it. ESPN listed the biggest questions. For each of their way too early top 25 college football teams recently. And what is the biggest question for that team? BYU's number 18. 18? They say running back. Understandably, the departure of Tyler Algier. Do you agree, Jerem, that running back is the biggest question mark for BYU moving forward? It's been addressed with Christopher Brooks, but there's we don't know that Christopher Brooks will will answer the question. Does that make sense? We hope so. We think so. Um besides running back, probably pass rush for me. I'm still yes. waiting yes. for BYU to get a quality pass rush. I am with you. It is defensive line for me. I know that on the surface nationally, it's like, oh, they lost Algeria. And yes, who's the running back? But to me, you got to pressure quarterbacks on the opposing team's defensive line. That's what the NFL is. It's the quarterback versus the pass rush. <laughs> it's a simple game. Tom Brady's the top-selling NFL jersey in the state of Utah. Should it be a former Cougar Ute or Aggie? Yes. Come on. We have... Two of the greatest linebackers in the game right now that hail from Utah schools, Fred Warner and Bobby Wagner? Mm-hmm. Yes. If anything, I think it should be because there are a ton of 49ers fans in Utah and a ton of tons of Seahawks fans here. 
Yeah, Fred Warner probably. I would argue no. When you don't have a team, it's just open season. Okay. There are 15 states, according to that graphic, where Tom Brady is the number one selling jersey there, and they're like all not like we don't have a pro team state except for Michigan. Tom Brady's the top selling jersey in Michigan. Because who are you going to get on the Lions right now? Come on. Yeah, will Tom Brady still be the best selling jersey next season when he's not playing? Probably, probably not. Probably well, not. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Well, he might be with the, the Niners. We may, he might be with the Niners. Who knows? Coming up, good news about Dave Rose. That's fantastic. And head coach Jeff Judkins of the BYU women's basketball team in studio to hang out after an epic comeback win at Gonzaga. When did the momentum shift, and what did he say at halftime? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest Deep Blue podcast, I talked with Olympian Ed Eyestone about growing up in Ogden. I don't mean Logan by that, actual Ogden. Running for a living, going from runner to broadcaster, now coaching the Cougars to national championships. Listen to it on the BYU Radio app or where podcasts are found. He was actually born in American Samoa. Really? Yeah. His dad was a farmer for the church. Crazy, right? Is that where he discovered his That's his love po- of that running? His, his Polynesian, uh, in, no. No. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B. It is time that we jam with Juddy, Jeff Judkins, NBA veteran, legendary basketball player, and the current head coach of BYU Women's Basketball. Juddy, welcome back after a winning Saturday at Gonzaga. That was an incredible performance. Uh, it was made weekend a lot better, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but no, it was it was a great effort by our team and um, I think it showed our character of of what this team's all about. You know, losing a tough game at Portland and then coming back and coming from behind like that. I think it just showed what these guys are made of. And it was a great team effort, you know. I think as the season goes, you you look and know that every not everybody's going to play great every game. But if you got somebody to pick up the pieces and help you, and that's kind of what happened Saturday, I thought – Sarah had probably her best game of her career mm. um, Saturday, w- what she did it defensively, but just just aggressiveness in the game. She really took everything away. She was in the locker room. Uh, there was a video that put out on social media by the team, and the team, like, surrounded her, just, just like, smothered her with great excitement image. and joy and love, right? And she was just bawling. She, she, she knew was. she had a great game, she right? She, yeah. I, I, think, I think what happened is – you know, it was an emotional win. We came back, and then I said, here, "Here it is, right here." Yeah. Then I said to the team, "You know, Sarah, what a great game!" And they just—I think—they were so happy for her, and all what she's gone through. What a sacrifice Sarah's made. People don't realize she's she's gave up starting to help the team be better, and her her play Saturday was the difference of the game. There's no, there's mm. no question, and uh, the team knew it, and the team wanted her to know that. They appreciated all what she has done, not just that game, sure, but but the whole year. Fantastic. Five stuff. blocks, six boards, six points. I mean, yeah, and, I, and you know, and the thing was, she she took the, she doesn't get qual- get you know the blocks. She doesn't get them all, but she made them change shots. Yes, she mm-hmm. altered they, so yeah, many they alter, shots. They miss shots. They don't drive to the paint as fast. All those things kind of come in, in into play, and you know that second half could have been the best defense performance we've had all year. I mean, we locked into them physically, and um, we didn't give them second, third opportunities. We're really 
I mean, everybody, those the guards fought, fought through those picks, and the bigs were there moving their feet, and and just just was a great team team win for us. There was a moment during Saturday's game, I think late in the third quarter, when I was messaging back and forth with my brother Trevor, and I said BYU is up one, and Shaylee Gonzalez has not scored oh, no. a point, point at Gonzaga. That is wild. How was that happening? And to what we've just been talking about. The defensive effort of Sarah Hampson, toughness of Paisley Harding and Lauren Gustin, it really was a team effort. But, Juddy, I want to rewind even further to halftime. You're down 15. What in the world did you say to your team? And, and keep it family-friendly. In this the locker room. Here. Um, basically, <laughs> in the nice way of saying it, I challenged Shaylee. I challenged the team and told them that if – if if we lose the game, we lose because they outplay us, not because we don't come out and play our game. And as you well know, Shaylee didn't have a point at half. And so I challenged her and I told her, you don't have to go out there and score points. You gotta play Shaylee basketball. And um the team I think what the team did is they, they defensively realized that's what was one of our strengths. And they locked in everybody. And this is where Shaylee has matured as a player. Um, she didn't score until the fourth quarter. She had 11 in the fourth? Yes. And she hit Jeez. some big, big shots. shots. Yeah. Okay. And Paisley really carried us offensively the first half and really um, her and Lauren hit, hit, hit some bad. Tegan got in early foul trouble, and that kind of hurt us because um, of the rotation. But Tegan came in the, the third quarter, and I, I played her at the three. I didn't start Paisley because Paisley wasn't sewed up fast enough. To get to the start of the of the of With the, the stitches, hat. yeah, and uh, so Tegan started, and it kind of uh, it gave us more physicality, I guess, with 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 size and and length, and it really helped. And uh, it just I, I I told the team we we have to hold them under fifty. If we can hold them under fifty, we have a chance of winning the game, and that's when we end up holding him. So exactly, for I mean, me. yeah, I mean it's crazy how that works, but. Um, <laughs> But, I, you know, I'm just – I'm really proud of them. Even if we'd have lost by one point, I, I would have been – what they did and how they fought back was, was, was just a mess. But a coach – that's kind of a coach's dream is to see his team compete like that. Is it, what, the second win ever in Spokane or third? Something yes, like that? Yes, second. Been, it's second. been hard, right? Shaley has won two out of three. Mm-hmm. Since she's since she's played and Paisley now with seen those seniors have won two. The Washingtonian. Um, you know, last year we should have won. Last year we had it. We were right there. Yeah. So, um, you know, when a crowd, it's it's interesting. It's kind of we've been getting really good crowds. So I want to thank the, the BYU fans for coming. That means a lot to our team. But uh, our team was psyched playing in a crowded gym and on TV. This yeah. wasn't a stream yeah. game. This was a TV. TV game on the road. It was yeah. it was a real. I mean, really great atmosphere, and I think um, players. I know I enjoyed it on the road just as much as I did at home. So, um, but we've been playing with some really good crowds this year, and so we we want to thank all the fans for really coming out. You gave up 15 points in the second half. Just unbelievable, incredible. Like, like you go on a 42-15 run in the second half. Is that like the best second half ever, given the stakes, the circumstances? And venue, it, like, I, I that's pretty good. I think looking after the game, yes. During the game, I didn't really notice that. I just, it was like, <laughs> stop them, stop them. Run this, they're running this play. Do this, execute this play in the offense. People, okay, we did a great job defensively. 
But what we did probably just as well, we executed offensively at the other end. We got shots that we needed to get, and they hit them. Like Paisley hits that three. We get a jumper by Lauren when a pick and roll. Um, Tegan drives the basket and gets a three, you know, two and one play. Shaley hits a couple of floaters. Maria gets the, Maria's reverse layup to put us up three was a big basket. Maria was massive. You know, so all those things kind of just blend as a coach. You don't notice the 20, 42 to 15 run. You just look at the score. Well, we're up one or we're up two. And, uh, but I, I, I mean, it, it was funny. The pressure went on Gonzaga. When we started coming back, you, oh, you could yeah. feel it. Yep. You could feel the pressure on them. Uh, we talked about the Paisley Harding um, stitches in her cheek. Okay. Uh, it's not too crazy, but if you don't like this stuff, don't watch. Okay. We'll give you a chance. Okay. Here we go. Uh, here's Paisley Harding stitches. How many? Four or five, it looks like. Yeah. In her left cheek. Left cheek. So when did it happen? Then she came back in the game? It happened right at the end of the second quarter, and she went out. And then at halftime, you know, she was not in the halftime. She was getting stitched up and then I got done with my speech and and I was and I didn't see Paisley so I walked in where they were stitching her up and they were still working on her but I'll tell you you got to give Gonzaga medical team a, a big hurrah because they stitched her up they stitched her up wow. and they were they were, nice. they were awesome they could have taken you know, a little longer they could have well, you know what they I mean? could have but they did it they did the way BYU would do it too that's great and and uh, so you got to give them but I asked her I walked in there said are you going to be able to play or are you What's going on? And she says, I'm playing. Mm. And which I knew. I mean, Paisley's That's who she is. She played with a broken thumb in, in the NCAA tournament. I know. She like, Paisley awesome. is of all the athletes I've had, I, she could be one of the toughest that I've ever coached. I mean and she comes you know, she comes on not just plays. She has an she unbelievable plays, third quarter. Plays great. I mean, it's like that's Paisley. That's 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 her. She plays better. I, I, I swear, when she's angry and she's physically <laughs> challenged, she plays better. Just before the game, you should just walk by her and be like, Paisley, you suck. She'd be like, what? And then she scores 30. You're like, it worked. Okay, serious question. Because I, I, if I were voting today, I would vote Paisley Johnson the West Coast Conference Player of the Year. I feel like she has been so consistently good for your team. And that's saying something. Because you've got some great players, yeah. including Shaley, who's been a player of the year on your team already. Do you feel the same as me? Has, has Paisley earned that type of status? I think I think Paisley and Shaley should be MVPs of the league. Co? Yep. They did co last year. Yeah, I, I really believe that. And the reason is both of them have done so much for this team. Um, and I think they've, they've proven it. I, I would say Fowler, those three are the three best players in the league, in, in my opinion. Fantastic stuff. Uh, Juddy, congratulations again on a big win. We look forward to uh, the game against Pepperdine. If you have an opportunity in the area, show up. Come. Show up at the Marriott come. Center. Come. This watch. is an incredible, yep. super fun team yep. to watch. Yeah, man. We've been telling you all year. Yeah, all and, year. And, and and make sure the Rock and the Rock they they've come out a lot better this year. That's awesome. That's good. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Hey, you got it. You got it. Jeff Judkins, take the karma. Go take care of business karma, with Pepperdine. All right, yeah, karma, yeah. boom. Fist bump that, yeah. I hear it. Thank you. I know that was meant for Spence, but I just wanted no, it's okay. Coming up, right. air fist bump. <laughs> the latest on Dave Rose. And did we break our double down slump with our latest picks? Does Boiler anybody alert. Does even care? Boiler alert. No. <laughs> this is BYU. Wait, you're down a bunch? They're saying no one cares? <laughs> I care. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics.
BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Rock showed out, man. Download the pod as well. Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. They stayed all the way to the finish. Respect. I, I respect that. I really do. Respect. Because, uh, yeah, that was, that was rough, man. Uh, I'd also like to uh, respect our double down picks from the game, but you got to get those right to to earn respect. <laughs> so let's get to them, Jerem. I mean, you got a big win, so I guess I should respect that. Yeah, I'm just waiting. Lead us off with Dave McCann's picks on Friday. Zags will not score 100. They did not. He gets it. Uh, okay. Two, Tijon Lucas will score double digits and make all his free throws. He could have just said Tijon Lucas will play, and he still would have been right. Yeah. Uh, Tijon did not play. That didn't so help the situation. Point. Yeah. All right, I said, uh, number one, BYU will trail by 10 or more at half. BYU trailed by 24 at half. That was like the safest pick of all time. Well, I was trying to incite some rage. I'm like, maybe this would be opposite. BYU will come out and compete. It'll be crazy. You can do you can do way better to incite rage. Let me help you with that next time. Yeah. So I got a point there. I said <laughs> Alex Barcelo will outscore Chet Holmgren. That did not happen. <sighs> Zags absolutely took away Alex Barcelo. Yeah. Okay, my first pick, BYU out-rebound the Zags. Minus eight. Nope. Uh, number two, Gonzaga's top three scores will account for less than 60. That is true. They did a mere 54. <laughs> At like 72 in Spokane. That's why I thought 60 might be okay. Okay. Yeah. The standings now updated. You have uh, pushed your total to 33 points. I have 18. Hey, I'm only down 15. It's better have than I, BYU was against Have Gonzaga. I won already? No. There are enough games left. Because you can, get might, up, you can get up to three points, right? There might be eight games left. So... It's coming down to it. Our question of the day. Do like you max. believe BYU basketball will make the NCAA tournament? Are we going to put a response in that says no? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountains. Brian Buss on Twitter. Yes. Okay. Even with the four-game losing streak, if I were Pulp, I'd burn those game films and just play uh, the or- Oregon game film. Well, there you go. Okay. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Dave Rose was released from the hospital. We are so happy about it. Congratulations. Hopefully he's doing all right. Good to have Dave out of the hospital. And a shout-out to Sean Stoll, huge BYU fan. He recently passed away at the age of 45. Devout fan of the Cougars, sending our love to all of his family. Our thanks to today's guests. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout-out to Mark Duran.